This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. So how do you learn jazz solos by ear without sheet music so you can start improving your jazz improv exponentially? Well, today I'm sharing with you my full step process for doing exactly that. Coming up. What's up, Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards. We help musicians just like you learn how to play jazz all while shortening the learning curve no matter what instrument you play. Welcome to another quick win episode of the podcast where we do episodes on jazz theory, on jazz standard tutorials, or jazz improv tips like in today's episode. So make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss out on anything. There are two things that you absolutely need to become a better jazz improviser. Number one is you need amazing ears. And number two is you need a vast knowledge of jazz as vocabulary. Therefore, one of the best practices that you can do is to learn entire or parts of jazz solos by ear without sheet music. But for a lot of us, the idea of learning something by ear is incredibly daunting, and we don't really have a step-by-step process for doing that. So in comes my LIST process for learning jazz solos by ear. It's an acronym, L-I-S-T, and it is going to dramatically help you do this. And actually, 75% of the process does not even include you touching your instrument. But do stick around to the very end of the video where I'm gonna share with you a very important bonus step that will help you take all of this to the very next level. Now we're gonna learn the first eight bars of an etude called Beboppin' Birdies, which we recently studied in my Inner Circle membership. It's a solo over top of the Jazz Standard Yardbird Suite by Charlie Parker. We're just gonna do eight bars for this video's sake so you can see how the list process plays out. So step number one is to listen. L stands for listen. So let's do exactly just that. Let's listen to the first eight bars of Bebop and Birdies. That's the first eight bars, obviously really nice tune, really nice etude. It really outlines the chord changes beautifully. It has some beautiful creativity, some great rhythmic stuff. So we wanna learn this and we want to learn this well. So during the listening phase, this is what I would consider more of a long-term process. In other words, this doesn't usually happen in one day. It actually happens over the course of several days or even a week or even longer if you would like. Now the listen process is where you're basically doing what I call non-active listening. You're going around everywhere with your headphones in, while you're washing the dishes, while you're commuting somewhere, and you're listening to this solo over and over and over again. And the idea is that you're becoming so aware of the sounds of this solo that it's sinking into your subconscious, but you're still doing active other things. It's just something that's going on in the background, but you're making a deliberate choice to focus in on this particular solo. Now, I also teach this for when you're learning melodies of jazz standards as well. And usually in this phase, I recommend listening to as many different versions of the melody or a lot of different recordings of the melody wherever you go rather than just listening to one version. But since we're doing a solo, there is only one version of that solo. So of course, 
just only listen to that, but everywhere you go over a longer period of time. Now, step number two is internalize. I stands for internalize. Now, this is just an extension of the listening process, but now we're switching from non-active listening to active listening. Now, active listening means it's very much so like what you would do when you sit down to watch a movie. You sit down and you're giving it your full attention. You're really paying attention to all the details and you're really allowing the information to soak into your subconscious. So this is the time where you actually truly do sit down and you listen to it over and over again, giving it 100% of your attention, just as if you are practicing down with your instrument. So in the spirit of doing that, let's go ahead and listen to it again. And let's listen to it one more time. This could also be a good time to use a slow downer and slow down the music a little bit if you're having a hard time getting some of the subtleties of the notes. But this is an opportunity for as many times as you want. Play this over and over again. It doesn't even have to happen in one practice session. It could be, again, over the course of multiple days that you're spending 15 minutes or 20 minutes or even 30 minutes just listening to this solo by itself with active listening. Moving on to step number three, which is to sing. S stands for sing. Now, if you're not a good singer, you can definitely whistle and you can definitely hum as well. But the singing process is where you are proving that you have indeed internalized this solo. So we can obviously hear something and perhaps even sing it in our head, but by vocalizing it in some fashion from our bodies, we're proving that we have indeed internalized this music by being able to reproduce it. Now, obviously we're not really getting the subtleties and the nuances of every single note, but we're basically getting a generalized form of what this solo is and reproducing it. So in the spirit of that, let's go ahead and play back this first eight bars of this etude, but I'm going to go ahead and sing along with it. Brace yourself. This could get ugly. And you want to do that as many times as you possibly can to try to match as closely along with the recording as possible. And again, it doesn't have to be perfect. Your pitches don't have to be perfect either, but it's the idea of starting to match the rhythms and starting to match the general pitch locations through your voice before we even start touching our instrument at all. Now, before we move on to step number three, you may be wondering, well, since learning jazz solos by ear is such a great idea, well, what are some jazz solos that are worthwhile to learn? Well, one that I always recommend to beginners is Miles Davis's solo on Freddie Freeloader. Freddie Freeloader's a blues, and this Miles solo, it's not very difficult. It's incredibly melodic, and will really start to give you some great ideas of some melodic information. You can start playing over a blues, and it's super beginner friendly. But I would love to hear from you in the comments or the show notes below. What do you think are some great jazz solos to learn that can really help you with your jazz improv? Feel free to let me know. Now, the fourth step before we get to our very special bonus step is a very important one, and this is where we bring our instrument, whatever it happens to be, into the picture, and that is transfer. It stands for T. T is for transfer. Now, transfer simply means we're taking what we learned up here through the listening, internalization, and the singing process, and now we're going to bring it down to our instrument. Now, this is our opportunity, of course, to really get inside the nuances of what the notes are. We have to get them perfectly. What exactly are the notes that the soloist is playing? We need to be able to match it with the recording, both rhythmically 
and melodically so that we're truly getting inside of their original intent and focus in their musical ideas. Now, I usually don't recommend doing this process all in one go, but it obviously really depends on how much of a solo you're learning at once, and also depends on how good at learning stuff by ear you are already. In our particular example, I'm going to do what we call batching, meaning that our goal is to learn eight bars of this etude onto our instrument. What I'm gonna do is split this up into two practice sessions, meaning we're gonna do one practice session of four bars and another practice session of four bars so that we reach our target goal of eight bars. And I highly recommend doing this because it's better for us to get little bits of information really well under our fingers rather than learn a bunch of stuff and not truly have it very well. So even just learning four bars at a time is a good day's work and rinsing and repeating and reviewing. It's all better than learning a ton of musical information to really know it really well even just a little bit. So let's go ahead and play along with the recording the first four bars of this etude. That's the first four bars. Now, obviously I went through that rather quickly, but for you, it'll look very much so like doing this. You're going to listen to the first little bit. Okay, just two notes and I'm gonna go and figure out what those notes are very slowly. If I only have to figure out one note at a time and just go back and keep repeating the recording, that's exactly what I'm gonna do until I figure out what those notes are. So first I'd like to kind of figure out what the pitches are and then I go back later and figure out what the rhythms are. So let's keep listening. Okay, and then do do di. Remember, you can already sing this, so that's a helpful tool, and you've internalized it, so really it's just a matter of finding it on your instrument until you're able to play it, then go back and make sure you can match the rhythms with the actual musician that's playing the solo. But let's go ahead and fast forward to our second session. Of course, I wouldn't do this all in one sitting, but again, let's pretend this is a brand new practice session and we're gonna now learn the last four bars of this solo. But I'm gonna start by actually reviewing the first four and then seeing if I can continue going along to the second four. I was able to play the first four and the last four, but of course, really for this practice session, we're focusing on that last four. And again, I'm doing the same process of really listening to each note and slowly figuring out how to play it on my actual instrument. And then going back and reviewing the first four and the last four until I'm able to play all eight bars fluently along with the recording. Now, as for that all important bonus step I was talking about, the bonus step is S, which stands for study. Now, it's a great thing to do is after you've actually learned this on your instrument is going through what you have learned and trying to figure out how it actually works and how you can replicate this for yourself. So for example, I'd go through and perhaps notate or even just figure this out on your instrument. But in this particular case, in our Inner Circle membership, we have a transcription of this solo and I can kind of see what the first notes are. We have the third, which is E natural, and we have the fifth, which is G natural over the C6. So already this gives me some ideas of targeting the third and the fifth, those chord tones, to kind of start off my line. That perhaps could be something I could replicate later. Another thing I could look at is actual form of the solo. So as we see, we have kind of these motific lines that build up here, and I may want to use something like that in my solo, or perhaps I like this triplet pattern that goes in from the B flat to the C major seven or perhaps even this B flat right here, I may be interested to realize that this is actually the 11th of the F minor, 
but it's also of course the root of the B flat 7 so we're actually anticipating that B flat 7 by using a common extension over the F minor going into the B flat. I may also point out that over here on the A7 we have this B flat note and when we look at the B flat note as it pertains to an A7 it's actually the flat nine. So that's another great idea of altered extension that I can use to target when I'm composing or improvising my own solos. So by the way, you can actually get a free download of this exact process that I use for learning jazz solos by ear, as well as melodies of jazz standards by ear, it, my list process in my free guide, Learn Jazz Standards the Smart Way. So if you've never picked that up for absolutely free, go to learnjazzstandardsthesmartway.com and I'll also leave a link to that in the show notes today as well. That's all for today's quick win podcast episode. Thanks so much for listening. Really do appreciate it. Make sure that you subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss out on anything going on. Appreciate you, and we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.